Hello and welcome to our series podcast, Dinish Guarda Cities ABC. This is a project that we've been very excited and it's been growing quite significant. At the moment, we passed the 2 million views and we have been growing in a global audience that has been having highlights of some of the leading personalities in technology, finance, management, and as well governments around the world. Uh, the podcast and the series are going to be growing quite significant. We are doing a lot of new partnerships with multiple organizations worldwide, and as well, our distribution is going to be increasing. So this is part of the CitiesABC.com uh, platform, and as well, it's been distributed on YouTube and uh, all the major podcasts around the world. And we're going to start as well doing it in China. So for today, I think it's going to be interesting. And um, of course, we've been very proud of the people. At the moment, we're close to 70 people that we've been interviewing worldwide, and we're going to be increasing in the next uh, couple of months. Um, I'm very excited today. I have with us um, a lady and an expert in technology uh, joining us from China. I'm based in London, so it's good to get these geopolitics and as well geolocations correct. So I would like to introduce Xiao uh, Wang that we're going to be interviewing today. So she's a senior member of Huawei uh, IEEE and currently she works at Huawei Technologies as a senior industry solution manager and leads various, various standardization groups on the adoption of ICT to the electric power industry, including Sigri D2 B567 and the technical specifications for smart transformer terminals and all the reference architecture for power distribution of IoT, Internet of Things technologies. Xiao Wang uh, has an expertise in the field of electric power systems and automation, digital substation, IoT, digital transformation and strategy consulting for power industry, which is an area critical for the world global infrastructure, especially as electricity becomes increasingly more important. She's a registered professional engineer in the state of Washington, USA, and uh, an IEEE senior member, and she holds four patents and has authored many publications. It's an honor to have you here. Welcome to our podcast series. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm very honored to have this opportunity to share my experience and my views on uh, adopting this kind of new ICD technology for the electric power industry. So I would like to start by giving a bit of context about you. You're quite young, but you have already a fantastic profile. And as well, it's quite impressive for patents and working with one of the leading technology companies in the world. And in one area that is, I think, uh, becoming cutting edge, because I think uh, the electric, um, especially electric in, in industry associated with new uh, automobile and cities is really right now becoming a mainstream and is actually creating a lot of things when it comes to digital transformation and sustainability. But going back to the basis, um, could you tell us a bit about yourself, your background and your present role in Huawei? So um, I'm a senior industrial solution manager at Huawei. Um, and then I'm working with my fellow co-workers to uh, bring new ICT technologies and then build innovative uh, solutions for the electric power industry uh, and then solving a lot of challenging issues presented by our by Huawei's customers. Um, and then I'm very happy to be uh, th with this team and then we are bringing new values and new solutions to the industry. Uh, going back a little bit about myself, uh, I am... Um, uh, I, graduated with, uh, I graduated from North Carolina State University with a master's degree in engineering and worked in the United States for a couple of years and specializing 
as an automation engineer in electric power in, uh, industry. And then after the, uh, about 2019, I moved back to China to be closer to my family and took on a job with Huawei. And I'm very happy to, uh, the, 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 I'm very happy to take on this job and building new ICT uh, solutions for the electric power grid. Fantastic. So I would like to start, uh, and I know that uh, uh, next week we are in the in the second week of September. Huawei is going to organize a big event that is Huawei Connect that gathers a lot of uh, synergies across the five tech domains of expertise that are actually the biggest domains of technology worldwide. So one of the questions that I would like to start is, um, when it comes to your work in terms of ICT and all the areas of electric power industry associated with the areas of uh, uh, AI, big data, edge computing and IoT, there's a huge right now revolution going on. And all of this creates a very powerful ecosystem that can actually be used. And I think China is leading the world on these areas. Um, but there's a lot of work to be, doing, to be done in order to make this work in a more, um, first of all, scalable way and take it in a global scale. So could you tell us a bit about this work and how do you look at these um, challenges, but as well, how do you build the ecosystem when it comes to these areas? There are many challenges of applying these new ICTs uh, uh, and uh, like, for example, AI, big data, digital platform, into the electric power industry. Um, for challenges, I, I have seen, uh, I work with different utilities and uh, in the past year, and I probably will summarize it in, uh, in uh, two uh, aspects. One is that externally, uh, utilities uh, are all definitely looking into um, new ICTs and then trying to solve the demands or requirements coming from uh, the government or society and expectations from uh, uh, customers, consumers. They want uh, renewables, they want uh, green energy, right? And then um, managing renewables, managing green energy, and managing um, uh, millions of connections at the distribution side with customers with electrical uh, vehicles are all challenging issues. So um, utilities have to uh, work with uh, customers, work with uh, uh, tons of data uh, in order to come up with better strategies to, uh, to provide uh, services to its customers and also uh, meeting um, a lot of regulations coming from the government side and from the society. So, and then I, uh, very, very fortunately, I have the opportunity to work with the uh, State Grid Corporation of China China Southern Power Grid and other utilities outside of China in the past year. And then uh, uh, along with the digital transformation team at Huawei. So I uh, spoke to those uh, uh, technical teams at those utilities and also the executives and then uh, learn a lot of uh, 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 challenges. That, that share, they share a lot of challenges and then issues they run into with me. So I'll probably say that the integration part of uh, integration of this new ICT technologies uh, is very challenging. Uh, first of all, it requires a uh, uh, R&D effort, engineering, and building new skill set into its uh, uh, its uh, fellow workers, um, and then its uh, uh, staff. And that is one uh, uh, aspect. The second aspect, I would probably say that uh, from the management side, as a company, as an enterprise. 
Uh, you are building new ICTs into your strategic plan, but you definitely also want to look into the ROI and look into how this ICT is going to, in short term, in mid-term and long-term, how this is going to benefit your uh, business, your existing business, and also supporting you to grow new business. So the overall, from evaluation of new ICTs, adoption of new ICTs, and then seeing, uh, quantifying the uh, performance to uh, seeing the value that this new ICT brings, um, are this entire process to uh, be able to uh, have a clear mindset is very important in terms of management. And then also I would say uh, patience and then also reliable partner uh, are all key, um, uh, uh, key elements of uh, uh, kicking off this digital transformation journey and adopting these new ICTs. Yeah, this is a, a major breakthrough in terms of technology and as well, especially when it comes to the infrastructure of cities and countries, it's going to make a massive breakthrough, especially when we make a bridge between, like you mentioned, ICT technologies, 5G, um, um, AI, uh, IoT, and a lot of these. So one of the questions I have related specifically with your area of electric power industry, special how do you see this when it comes to the legacy systems? Because I think this is kind of the biggest challenge because there's a lot of legacy systems, for instance, in Europe where we are, that been going for almost 100 years, 200 years. That's, now we have all these new developments in, in electric cars, um, IoT devices, a lot of different things in terms of infrastructure. And of course, we have as well the new layer of 5G. So how do you architect this and as well educate the different people? Because that's a huge amount of, uh, in one end, the technology knowledge, in one end, the almost uh, uh, physical infrastructure, or architecture, and all these different things, and in other end, is a very digital component. So, how do you relate these three areas, and as well uh, make sure that people get it and get it fast because it's changing very fast. Okay, I think you strike the uh, key point here that the legacy systems and how do we do with the legacy system and the OT system, right? How do we apply this kind of ICT technology to uh, improve, for example, operational efficiency, production efficiency, and so on. Um, uh, in my opinion, uh, and then also the uh, uh, strategy that we're working with uh, utilities, especially in the electric power industry, right? There, there are a lot of legacy uh, systems in our power grid. Um, and then, we are, uh, and then a lot of the devices, uh, sensors, they have different kind of interfaces and different kind of communication modules uh, uh, on those devices. And then there are different approaches to uh, this kind of legacy system. One is an upgrade approach and the other one is the replace, right? And then also for new, uh, for example, new transmission line, new substations, when you build those new, new uh, substations, there are new uh, standards that you follow and then luckily for the, uh, for the electric power industry, and especially for transmission and substation, there are uh, a standard uh, interface uh, regulated by IEC. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say regulated, but like uh, standardized uh, by IEC. And many countries are adopting the IEC standards and the same in China here. So uh, um, the electric power industry in general are in a slightly better place compared to uh, probably the industrial and then uh, manufacturing uh, those industries uh, in terms of uh, 
unified uh, communication. On, on top of that, the connectivity wise, right? So there are different communication technologies and then those are just uh, serving, providing uh, communication channels for different kind of services. And then I don't see that as much a uh, much an issue, especially uh, there's wireless, there's uh, PLC, there's uh, 3G, 4G, uh, 5G. They're all serving different purpose. And then this uh, actually, the ecosystem is relatively uh, well established for communication. And then I would say for the, uh, for the platform wise and then building applications, it's gonna be a new ecosystem and then the traditional industrial leaders or industrial uh, software providers are also positioning them uh, and uh, positioning them in this marketplace. So I would definitely see that overall, uh, the uh, regardless the industry, uh, electric power industry as a uh, traditional industry or um, are all uh, looking into moving into this uh, new uh, uh, new technology space, new marketplace. And I think we just need to uh, have a little bit uh, patience. Um, though, yes, the world is, uh, the ICT world is changing uh, very fast, but um, we definitely seeing new domains, new business, new services adopting the ICT and then uh, bringing new values to all part, uh, part, uh, parties. No, that, that's very impressive. And I think it's, uh, this implies a huge ecosystem a huge amount of education and especially the alignment of a lot of different teams working together. So it's not an easy task and I'm sure for you, it must be a, a huge amount of work, both in terms of human relations, technology, knowledge, different areas of software, different areas of hardware and so forth. So I'll do, and I know that China is right now is leading the world on this. Even Eric Schmidt, uh, the pharmacy of Google said multiple times that China's right now by far past almost a decade, the rest of the world in these areas. So what lessons do you pass for the rest of the world that wants to catch up, especially in the areas of ecosystem and in the areas of this marketplace that you mentioned and relate all of these with digital transformation? In terms of digital transformation, um, digital transformation takes a digital infrastructure. That infrastructure uh, is a, um, it, it takes a lot of uh, effort um, coming from all parties. That includes a country, uh, a government, um, especially if you're the, looking into smart, the concept of smart city or building smart cities, right? It takes a government's uh, overall uh, strategic planning. It also takes a, uh, organizational collaboration from uh, in the industrial, in different industries, and there's a lot of organizations, right? They are promoting adoption of, uh, adoption of new ICTs and applying uh, digital transformation methodologies to its own industry, right? Industry-wise and government-wise, and also the consumer, uh, consumer marketplace, all this uh, have to come to a certain kind of consensus and then also uh, dr eventually drive the uh, all the uh, stakeholders in the battle chain to um, innovate and to invest and uh, uh, continually evaluating the outcome and then through iter iterative effort and then we will see we are uh, approaching and then improving uh, and then uh, making good progress on this digital journey. 
So on this sequence, um, in terms of uh, uh, your precisely work in this area and allowing in terms of this, how do you go from the theory to practice? Because like you said, this implies a huge amount of investment and implies a huge amount of work with people, organizations in different areas. So how do you particular, and you have four patterns in this area, so you've been actually designing and working on this Okay, so I will take my, one of my experience uh, and I'd like to share with the, your audience uh, about uh, power distribution IoT. Uh, this is a special, uh, this is a particular, um, a specific project I participated in. And then this is meant to uh, use the IoT technology and IoT managed platform, for example, to manage uh, millions of uh, distribution transformers in the distribution grid in China. As you can, see, as you can, as I mentioned, this uh, project. First of all, I do want to point out is a um, collaborative effort between utilities, uh, uh, vendor um, like uh, product uh, vendors, and then also software uh, providers. So it's not uh, it's not just uh, a effort by one party. And then I'm very fortunate to be part of the uh, planning team in terms of uh, building the unified, for example, data models for this kind of for distribution transformers and then unified uh, communication interface uh, because we, there are many legacy communication interface. For example, IS-485, IS-232, PLC, there are different kind of communication, uh, legacy communications. And then we have to standardize in communication, standardize in data models, standardize in uh, the device management, for example, you have heard the term of uh, plug and play for, for IoT devices, right? So how uh, the entire flow for plug and play services, um, and then that need to be standard, uh, standardized, right? So between, because there are many software de uh, development uh, companies working on this project. So that's what, taking this as an example, how we are applying IoT in managing millions of distribution transformers um, in electric power grid, right? This is a really good example. It takes collaborative effort from all parties. Um, I hope this helps with this uh, particular uh, uh, example from me. One specific case that I want to ask you, so can you give us an example, for instance, let's say a council in London or a council in, in Brazil wants to do something like this or a city in, in overall or a country? Normally, what would be the architecture that you put to take this to a city, to a country, or to a council? In principle, there are a few key elements. Uh, the first thing is definitely these, uh, I would, well, the sensing part, right, the sensors. The smart sensors distributed across the entire city, including your bus system, your recycle, your your trash recycle systems, your sidewalks, your street lights, and then uh, your hospital systems, and then transportation. There's so many, right? So uh, as a city, you do uh, as as a city, and for city planners, I'm sure that there are many departments managing different um, different systems for the city. Right, so you do need to, if you are looking to smart city concept and they want to make the best out of it, 
based on our experience, based on uh, Huawei's experience working with uh, more than um, 200 cities uh, providing digital transformation and smart city solutions. Uh, uh, and I would definitely say that the first part is uh, uh, ensure that you have a framework for um, managing sensors, um, standard, uh, standard framework for managing sensors. And then on top of that, you want to uh, build connectivity, right? So, uh, like I already mentioned, there are many different communication scenarios and uh, through wireless, wired, PLC, uh, 5G, 5G uh, errors coming, and then all this is gonna provide the communication uh, uh, connectivities, connecting all the sensors. With the, all this connected, now you are at the platform level. You would have IoT management, you have video, you have, uh, you have uh, graphical, geographical information systems, and then you still concerned with security as well. On top of that, I see AI and big data as key component to making this a smart platform. The AI um, takes a lot of uh, the AI, uh, the, uh, the application of AI takes more than uh, just software companies, right? You have to have plenty of data for model training and then, um, and those data might coming from different departments of a, of a government, right? So all of this uh, take collaborative effort um, and I do see uh, city planners and then uh, um, and the mayor, the government, the corresponding uh, department uh, head all need to come together to agree on uh, uh, a framework how they gonna deploy such platform across departments. I would take like I would take uh, the Longang district in Shenzhen as example. Um, there are um, Huawei worked with the Longang district uh, district and then there are there are about uh, as I recall there are about like 280 uh, IT systems. Uh, in the Longang uh, district, uh, uh, the uh, district uh, government, and then um, uh, there are about 60 different departments. To build this kind of uh, the digital uh, platform, digital transformation for Longang district uh, for government management, right? So this digital platform uh, um, um, breaks the, this 60 uh, uh, departments, uh, uh, department silos and then also 280 IT system system silos, right? With this and bring all the data aggregating on the on the big data lake and then using AI and all those and it streamlined the, a lot of processes for governments and they improved uh, the efficiency significantly. When it comes to the example of the 60 departments working together, there's a huge amount of processing data and optimization of data specifically with machine learning and artificial intelligence deep learning. So. Um, this data creates a huge amount of, uh, first of all, optimization insights, but as well a lot of analytics. And as well, it takes optimization from electric uh, solutions and energy, but as well a lot of things like you mentioned, hospitals and different departments. So one question I have is related with the 60 departments, for instance, in that case study, which I think is a very interesting case study for any city that can see this video worldwide. How do you, let's say, what would be like the, the metrics or the, the, the architecture that you would be highlighting to create optimization capacity and as well scalability for these cities that will want to deploy a solution like this.
So uh, first of all, is still first of all, the first thing is the uh, your administrative uh, domain, right? So the Longang District, as a as a district government, um, they set the uh, uh, strategic plan, and then determined to uh, to build this infrastructure for this district. That first comes uh, there's a resolution, right? There's a determinism. Uh, coming from the uh, from the government itself, that it's motivated. That is the first the first thing. All the other part is that the uh, vendors uh, vendors like Huawei and other software vendors all coming together to provide this solution to the Longang district. So I would say for uh, for other cities and then other countries taking this as a reference is that you definitely see that uh, this. Uh, this is coming from a uh, from a um, um, collaborative effort uh, and then a uh, strategic planning from the government, and then ICT technologies are supporting pillars to realize this uh, smart city vision or smart government or intelligent government vision. From building patents in this area, which is. Quite a fantastic achievement. Congratulations for that. Can you tell us how do you work on these patterns and as well in bringing this when the technology is evolving so fast? Because I think, let's say, the electric energy has been going at least for 100 years or 150 years in some countries. But we are right now revamping everything with the mostly self-driven vehicles and all this integration with artificial intelligence and IoT sensors and different areas. So on the art, that would be my... Um, almost last question. So how do you see that work, your research as a patent uh, creator, and as well the work of taking this into practice? And how we build innovative uh, solutions. I do want to share my experience on this uh, uh, domain. So I would definitely say that the um, um, for new technologies uh, it, and then uh, new ideas, um, I would say that it takes a lot of uh, uh, research and then uh, uh, innovative uh, uh, thinking and jumping out of the box. So those are uh, very uh, key elements of uh, bringing new solution, new ideas to the industry. So bridging research to the, uh, and bringing research results to the uh, industrial world or making it uh, a product or a solution, I will definitely see that. Um, so first of all, in our modern era, I definitely see that the, any new ideas takes more than, mostly take more than one person. More um, uh, oftentimes it takes a team and then uh, a team and pitching the idea, to, uh, from my experience, pitching the idea to the, to the management team, to the executive. And then uh, as, a, as the owner of those new ideas, you do need to be able to uh, quantify the value that it may bring to your company. And then uh, getting recognitions for your idea is very important for you, for your team to bring those innovative ideas and solutions to the marketplace. Right, so after that, and it takes a lot of uh, mar uh, a lot of marketing and then uh, sharing with the industry and education and training for the industry to recognize this solution. Um, 
ultimately, I think the uh, industry and the end user are the ultimate uh, evaluate, uh, uh, um, evaluation, uh, the person who evaluate your solution, your idea. Completely. So, so I think uh, as the last question, so what are the major solutions that Huawei is offering in the areas of expertise that we are been talking here? So in terms of electric power industry, which is the one that I'm in, so I say uh, I and my fellow workers and have been uh, building and wor uh, working uh, to provide different solutions, uh, uh, innovative solutions for the electric power industry. There's a couple that I'd like to highlight here. The first one is uh, adoption of AI for transmission line uh, inspection. So there's a lot of AI uh, uh, computing power integrated into uh, the AI cameras that it can detect uh, normal uh, conditions, events uh, uh, on the transmission along the transmission line that actually save a lot of uh, manpower, uh, man hours uh, inspecting those transmission line and also providing 24/7 uh, monitoring. Um, this is uh, one of the uh, solution. And there are also intelligent substation operation and maintenance. And this particular solution that uh, Huawei is working with uh, Huawei partners and then to uh, integrate uh, legacy systems and then uh, substation auxiliary systems uh, and other, um, other, for example, physical security and video system all together. And then to provide a unified platform with uh, with uh, uh, applications to support, for example, substation online monitoring, substation uh, uh, comprehensive alarm management, and all and the operation management uh, um, work orders and all those uh, functions. So, and then using this uh, uh, platform, using the AI and big data, we're able to more uh, to provide uh, the executive teams with more accurate information uh, for decision making. Um, this is uh, this is for substation and for distribution. Like I already mentioned in earlier uh, uh, in earlier uh, question when you asked me that distribution side we are providing um, edge computing and IoT uh, uh, edge computing for distribution. Uh, for distribution grid, especially managing, for example, electrical vehicles, uh, and then managing um, the devices such as uh, network transformers, and then circuit breakers, and all those devices. And then, uh, particularly, for example, the plug-and-play services, like I just mentioned, are part of this uh, uh, solution. No, thank you so much. I think we there's a lot of information here. Um, I don't know, just as a last note, if you want to just highlight places where actually someone that wants to know about uh, these solutions, some websites or some uh, as, uh, hubs where there's, a, I know that uh, Huawei has a huge amount of information online, but some areas where you can actually, someone can actually get information. We'll put, of course, these in the interview uh, links and uh, in the text. So for the information that you asked me, they are all available on Huawei's website. I would definitely uh, send you the link and so that you can share with your audience. I am very happy to uh, uh, share those user cases and then uh, applications uh, with the audience. Um, first of all, thank you for your time, uh, Xiaoying. 
Uh, it's been a pleasure to uh, go through your experience and the uh, profile and as well all these insights that we have here that we're going to be highlighting in the interview and I like to give you the other links. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you.